Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show has started. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Pat's back. Steed's gone. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a mystery. Oh, join in two minutes. Never mind. So he will be here. <laughs> uh, all right, great. So that'll be he will be a surprise guest in two minutes. Steedo. Pat. We were just talking real quick about this. You had mentioned jerseys uh, from players when it's okay to not wear, like wear one and when it's okay, or when you should not be wearing a jersey from a player. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I just go to a lot of sporting events and I see jerseys sometimes where I'm like, why are you wearing that? Like, that makes no sense. Um, I used to have a rule that, like, I would never wear a jersey of a player who was younger than me just because it's like, well, fuck you for making it to the the show and I wasn't a good enough athlete. Yeah. All that stuff used to hurt me personally, but now almost being 30, um, most of the good players are younger. Than yeah. Me, so, <laughs> yeah. That only uh, works for so long. I don't really have a choice, but I'll give you a perfect like example. Like a lot of times I see people wearing a uh, Nick Swisher Jersey at um, White Sox games. Mm-hmm. Nick Swisher played with the team. I think one year. Yeah. One year. And he was he was a decent player, but he was not a very well-liked player in the locker room. So when I see people still wearing that today over 10 years later, it's like, dude, get a new jersey. Just, like, or wear, like, just a, a, a T-shirt. Like, you know, it just, it blows my mind. And then, the, oh, my God, the people who wear dual jerseys, that drives me insane. Have you ever seen those? Dual jerseys as in, like, a half a color? So imagine there's like a split household, like there's um the dad's a Bears fan oh, and yeah. the mom's a, a Packers fan. Yeah. So it's like split down the middle. Oh god, yeah. That is just like hideous to me. <laughs> I yeah, see that with Cubs socks all the time. I've never seen that, um, but I yeah, that, I know exactly what you're talking about. It just it seems like a weird move because it's like I'm just a fan of just a sport like just wear generic sports jersey at that point just wear like a yeah baseball mlb shirt at that point and, and like so there was a time where my friend from ireland shout out to mike who listens to the show um there was a time he was in chicago and he had never been to a baseball game and he wanted to go to wrigley field and i'm like dude i'll take you to a white Sox game for free like it's all good <laughs> you know and he's like well all they do is talk about is wrigley field I yeah, do a terrible Irish No, that's accent. spot on. Um, spot on. <laughs> so I'm like, fine. I'll get you tickets to a Cubs game. Yeah. So we went to a Cubs game. I wore mutual colors. Did not wear anything White Sox. Yeah. 
You'd be surprised how many Cubs fans go to White Sox games wearing Cubs jerseys and they're not even playing the Cubs. <laughs> yeah. The only time I really see that a ton is like uh, in the England when the NFL goes to England every year and you've just got people that are just wearing random NFL jerseys. That That's the time I see it the most. But that kind of makes sense because they only get to see like one or two teams a year. So, uh, you know, they're just wearing whatever stuff they can. Steed's back. Last, Steed's back. The last thing I'll say about boys is um, we actually used to play a game where a cameraman would try and find as many different hats in the league as he could. And the amount of times it was over 20 and the amount of times it was close to, like, the entire league is outstanding. Wow. So people just show up in different team stuff and like that team isn't even there that's kind of weird to me. yeah it is weird i pat one thing i'll to ask you how late like what if the person switched teams and then eventually retired can you wear their jersey at some point like is there a year rule after that for you yeah, i think so like i um like thomas jones was one of my favorite bears players he moved on at some point i think you could like wear something like that you know once he's retired so matt forte i can wear Oh, 100%. Yeah. He was a Jet, though. Best running back ever. He was a Jet. I'm I'm not saying that you can't wear it, like, ever. I'm just saying wear Wilder. it, like, once they're, like, not playing I anymore. See. I see. Like, okay. for another team. That's fair. Okay. Hold on to those, jer- those jerseys, people. Just give it a few years till they retire. Otherwise, Pat will be pissed. Yeah. Furious. Furious. <laughs> um, speaking of Furious, Steed, uh... And it's also speaking to White Sox, uh, Steed, this past weekend, yeah. or was it weekend? Last week, kind of. Uh, Fast and Furious racing. What happened? Fast and Furious, Tokyo, Chicago. Uh, <laughs> Chicago drift so, would probably be a better example, but yes. Because of, our, because of the pod, uh, we got invited to uh, b- drive some brand new BMWs. At the White Sox Stadium. Uh, and they set up a track for us. And not just a 3 Series. This was a M Series BMW. M440i. You got you to pay a little bit more money to be driving one of those. Hi, society. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they set us up in some BMWs and a racetrack. And you just get to drive the racetrack. Yeah, it's, an, it's auto, an autocross course. There's a bunch of cones in the parking lot of the White Sox Stadium. <clears throat> it's pretty much for high rollers and people like that. Uh, the the Chicago elite, the elite of the elite, basically. Um, and yeah, you race yeah, around. There's only like 20 people. Yes. That I saw that even got in. And I mean, yes, we got the invite. And no the, big deal. The, the goal was to go as fast as you could around this track. Is that the fastest you've ever taken turns in a car, Steve? That was... Uh, what were your thoughts without on Without crashing, yes. Yes. <laughs> it is it, it is intense. That I mean that car it holds really well. You can just turn that thing almost as hard as a jetty. Yeah. And you don't even spin. Yes. Yeah, there's no spin like in the jetty, so yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, it's that was a, a fun time. My my girl uh Linda, who was uh 65-year-old woman did the uh, lap showing us how to drive, and 
I've never been attracted to old ladies, but goddamn. <laughs> the way her tires grip that road, enough to make any grown man start his engine. Car pun. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect analogy. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think everybody in the crowd was turned on by Linda's uh, performance on the on the track. I I will say that uh, it is a lot of fun to to tear up somebody else's car and not worry about um, yeah you're like paying for tires or things like that because that just it just eats through tires the way we were driving the cars and things like that and just it, yeah it, it's pretty yeah. it's pretty fun to to do it to somebody else and a brand new you know 2022 M40 uh, the M440i pretty sweet the yeah. it is. It's a big also promotional thing for BMW because they are trying to show you, hey, look, if you buy this car, um, you know, this is the kind of performance you can do it. You could, you know, and it is true. I've had, you know, two BMWs in the past. They were crazy unreliable, but I really enjoyed them driving wise because uh, they were <laughs> they could stop really fast. They had really tight, you know, agility and, you know, traction and stuff like that. But um, I, I, you know, I fell for it. Do you want to tell everyone who, uh, who, between the two of us, who had the faster lap times? Here's what I will say about the lap times: uh, is that oh, okay. it was a go. manual. It was a manual uh, entry by yes, the person. It was a manual entry. It was somebody pressing a stop and start, you know, thing on their watch on their phone um, for each so lap. You're saying, Chubstep Amy, your fiance didn't do an accurate job, Jared. Is that what you uh, I'm want to saying say right that now? when she, I, I'm saying that maybe your person, Chubstep Zach, did not do an accurate job. <laughs> oh, this isn't Chubstep Zach's fault. He's experienced in cars. You know what? Compare that to the NFL. That's the difference between a 4.5 and a 4.4. Yeah. It actually was like that. Yeah, that's though. actually what we're talking about. It was both 18 <laughs> seconds. We're talking like 18.2 versus 18.7 or something like that. Or 18.4 yeah. versus 18.7. I think it was. 18.5 and 18.7. Yeah. <laughs> all, so, I, all I know is me and Steed were fast. and <laughs> Fast as hell. You're fast as hell. That's all that you need to know. And yeah, technically Steed did win if we're going off these off-the-record time trial uh, clocks. Those were completely on the record. And <laughs> I will hold that over you forever. That's fair. That's fair. Until the rematch. Until happens. we race again. Until we race again. That's right. You know, I feel like a mother effing beer. A uh, couple weird things happened to me on the street within like the last week. I want to hear talk it. About. I don't know if this should be considered a bitch what, but it kind of is. Um, so there was this girl who came out of her apartment complex, stretching, wearing like leggings, a workout top, had like big old Dray beat headphones on, like looked like she was getting oh, ready to yeah. run. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. S- start smoking a cigarette. I'm like, doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of what you're going to do? That's, that's like, definitely counterproductive. Yeah. Like, you're going to fuck up your lungs and then go for a run. Like, it's kind of make, like, have a post run cigarette. Yeah. I don't know. It could have been a fashion thing. Could have been a fashion thing. I don't know. But Pat, some, so this was on this was on the Splains. Like this is like in the middle of, or like not the middle, but this is like in the West Loop, getting towards like River North. So yeah, there was like a lot of people yeah. on the street. So I don't know. 
it's it's possible she just wanted to look fine, show off her goods. Um, or maybe the cigarette really jump starts her. When I was in the army, people would smoke before and after. They did like six mile runs. It was impressive. I remember when I was in middle school and we had to do that presidential physical fitness award thing. Did you guys have to do that? Uh, yes, probably the same one. We're Did we? Of. Yeah. Okay. So I remember when we had to do that. This is middle school, by the way. Um, there was a kid running the mile while smoking a cigarette. So maybe it doesn't. <laughs> who let? Who, that is a power What were your teachers doing? <laughs> well, they just let us go run and like assumed we would come back. Like there was a track. And then one kid just starts ripping cigs. Yeah, I don't know whatever happened to him. <laughs> he's, he's probably dead. I don't know. I hope not, but um, he was like the kind of guy who would do something like that. So maybe <laughs> for like a chain impressed. smoker, like it doesn't bother them. I don't know. I just thought it was stupid. Well, so Pat, there's two ways of looking at uh, like working out and things like that. I always remember my uh, friend uh, Ace, actually Face, official layer of Chubstep. It is Shamrock. Riding dirty. He has said that his mom used to go work out and then she'd come back and eat like a cookie. And like her thought process was she's going to work out so she can go eat this cookie and that's going to like balance out. Where he would go work out to try to like lose weight. Oh, and try to, so, I've had somebody tell me like the only reason they work out is so they could eat well. Yeah. So maybe that's her thought. There's I'm just going to. There's people who do that. Yeah. So that's my thought is that maybe she just thinks that. <laughs> You know, she's got to smoke cigarettes or, and it's just going to counter. Her lungs are going to make be stronger by exercising, but then she's yeah. going to destroy them a little bit with smoking. So it's going to even out. So it evens out. Yeah. That makes sense. Adds up to me. Good for her. Good for her. And then I had a, a strange encounter on the street. This was last week. Um, so I went on my lunch break. I'm going to go walk across the street. I got the walk signal going, right? Like, it's a green light in front of me. And these assholes are just fucking turning right in front of me, like, left and right, like, not letting me cross. So the first person does it, I kind of throw up my hands, like, whatever. Yeah. Second person does it, I said, like, I thought under my breath, but loud enough, I said, like, you know, walk sign, motherfucker. (laughs) And then so (laughs) the third person does it. And he had his windows down, and so he thought I was talking to him. So he stopped his car in the middle of the street, got out, and he goes, The fuck you say, bitch? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, this guy was big. <laughs> this, was like, this was like a six-foot-three African-American, like, very jack guy. Looked like he could play in the NFL. Yeah. And so I was a little, I was a little shook. So I just kind of said, uh, "What?" He goes, "Want to get your ass beat right the fuck now?" <laughs> oh God! And so my natural reaction was, I said, "Like I was talking to the person in front of you. Don't let it ruin your day." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch your punk ass bitch mouth." You know? <laughs> my God! I was, like, I was like, you know, I used to get road. Uh, road rage when I used to drive, and I'm like, I can't even have it on the street like anymore. And it's like, you never know who's strapped nowadays. You never know who's carrying. Exactly. Yeah. But not even that. This dude would let a, 
like legitimately would have like fucked me up. So like I was walking like to go get lunch, being like, "Dude, you gotta watch your mouth, man." What kind of car was he driving? SUV. Like a nice one? No, like a shitty one. Ah, uh, then yeah. I was gonna say if it's a nice car, if he's got stuff to lose, you can say whatever you want to him. He's just talking a big game. <laughs> if it's a city one, though. Well, yeah, he'll fight you, you on the road. Well, I have big, I have big pride and sometimes too much ego. This dude would have fucked me up, like easily. And well, here's the thing. Also, if the guy is aggressive enough to stop his car in the middle of the street and get in out, the middle of the street, like cars got held up. Yeah. <laughs> so, Pat, what this reminds me of is, I I might I probably have told this story on the show before, but it's probably I think it's been a while, but. There was a time where I came back from as a senior year of high school and I came back from school and the, the window was broken on my VW bug and <clears throat> like just nothing was stolen. It was just like the, the driver's side window was like smashed in. I'm like, who could have done this? Because obviously somebody didn't hit my car because it would have done more damage and just break my window. And I am. Uh, so it's like a bunch of us sitting there and we're, like we had just gotten off the bus or we just gotten home, whatever. I don't know. I, I, somebody drove us home. And there's a few of us sitting there and we're like, who, who could have done this type of thing? And then like just randomly like a minivan drives by and like it, it was a lady. We just saw it was a lady driving and somebody just jokingly said it was probably her that bitch. And like <laughs> they said it like obviously it was not some lady in a minivan that was driving past my car. All of a sudden, the car stops, pulls over, and gets out. And she says, did you just call me a bitch? (laughs) (laughs) I think it was was Big Money Banks. It was either Big Money Banks or Brim Flakes who have both been on the show that that said that to her. And (laughs) I think it was Brim Flakes. And uh, she, yeah, is like, uh, no, I was talking about somebody else. And then it was really (laughs) awkward. And then... And then uh, as she was walking away, then I think it was Big Money Banks that said, you're not helping your case. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, yeah, just, uh, but again, she had like, so she had her back little, the minivans have those back windows that vent out and she had those open. And oh, so we didn't, we didn't notice that. It's a very sneaky way to eavesdrop on people. So she was kind of being a bitch for doing that though. So huge bitch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it turns out it was like the neighbor that lived behind us. And so she was very familiar with us. And then she, for a while, okay. she was upset that Brian had called her a bitch, even though it was completely like, like Pat's thing, like not even directed at her actually. Steed, was there something you want to get to? Yeah. I just want to talk about, um, how I've once again cemented myself as a hero among men. Good. What did you do this time? So I was at a baby baptism yeah baptism baby baptism baby got baptized so obviously we you know at the after party drinking hanging you know everybody's having a good time the baby's there so i got the baby uh he was riding around in the jeep i took him out of this little jeep and i started walking backwards right baby in my hand it's a big ass baby too. I, I, it's not like a small baby. Yeah, he's pretty big. Yeah, like he's heavy, but he's yeah. still a baby. He can't talk. Okay. So I'm walking backwards. I've had maybe, maybe ten bruisers. 
<laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Only so a few. I'm feeling a little tipsy. You good? You're and holding I, a baby while tipsy walking backwards? Yes. Okay, good. I'm on a driveway, though, so a driveway should be clear. <laughs> Worst thing I hit is a car, but one of the neighbors brought over a red wagon, like a little red rider wagon. Yeah. Right? So I got the baby in one hand, I got the beer in another hand. I trip over the wagon, oh like walking backwards, so I start to fall. What would a normal man do? Well, a normal man yeah. <laughs> would shelter his own body with the baby and smush it <laughs> and and spill his beer probably in the baby's open wounds, right? That's what a lesser man would do. Yes. Me, a hero, <laughs> raises the baby above myself, saving, saving, like, not Lion King, but I stabilize the baby, go to the ground softly using immense leg strength and like i skip leg day and man i am i like i'm slowly i slowed down that fall it could have been in slow motion that is awesome. the beer i spilled a little on myself sure i'll give you that <laughs> but i get all the way to the ground the baby didn't even cry he just didn't even do anything he enjoyed I it i saved him he, oh, he does like when I throw him in the air. He loves it. Yeah. But I only do that sober. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> so, yes, I, have, I am, I mean, I'm just such a great guy. That's awesome, baby. dude. That's, see, and so, like, stories like this, I think, keep a lot of people going and just kind of give people hope to things. Yeah. And so I always appreciate you sharing things like that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like the time I saved that lady from her car after she crashed in front of me. Um, yeah. That was that was a big time hero move on my end. I mean, not probably not as big as this baby saving. The baby saving thing's pretty. Yeah, I mean, some would say you know you being in the army for a couple of years was a big time thing. I think this might top that. As far it as might. hero it, activities yeah. go, I mean, if it was anyone else, you got a problem. All right. Yeah. You, you that baby's going to the hospital. Oh, for sure. Without and a doubt. you got to get a new beer after you, like, the baby's down. Then you have to go walk a shame over to the fridge and get a beer. And I didn't even have to do that. Please tell me you yelled at whoever had the, the little uh, cart, the wagon thing. Uh, dude, I was getting so much praise from the everyone standing around at my heroic action. I didn't even bother. <laughs> everyone was so impressed. That's Not even awesome. kidding. They were like, damn. You had a round of applause. I, I, there were some claps. There were some loose claps. <laughs> it was more like it wasn't organized, but there was some loose. Like everyone, just, some people just felt yeah. compelled to clap. So that that made me feel good. Have you thought about practicing uh, like a baby? Like I was thinking, you know, maybe for whenever I decide to become a father or become a father, I could practice stuff like this. Like kind of take your advisement and practice scenarios where I'm holding a baby and I'm falling, what would I do? Like maybe one where I am deciding to pogo stick, like pogo tone could help me. What would you do if you're pogo sticking while oh, holding yeah. a baby? And like, put the pogo stick, but you fall yeah. on the pogo stick. Like if you're grinding and the grind and you slip while holding the baby, something like that. Or maybe you're, uh, you know, jumping on the trampoline without the nets around the side and you fly off. Holding the baby. 
like what do you do you know how do you land it so i could practice like a doll or something to see how i would react and then so yeah <laughs> you gotta so when i have a baby i know like how to handle it in that scenario yeah like doing fire that's, pole, the, like that's a good idea going on the fire pole at a firehouse with the baby in my yeah. hand and make sure i could do that with one hand and stuff like that yeah you leave your baby on top of the car and then you realize it, but you got to get home. So you got to practice driving with a baby on top of your car exactly. without letting it slide off. Exactly. And if you have the sunroof, you try to open it up and grab it and pull it through the sunroof while you're driving, things like that. Yep. Perfect. That's, that's so we get, we should start a school. Yeah. <laughs> Dad's uh, baby safety school. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I think that could be a good idea. It would make a lot of, <coughs> a lot of money. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Pat, is there something else you wanted to get to? Um. Yeah, I got some booze news. Ooh, nice. I got uh, booze news. Booze news. Yeah, Paul, you're going to love this. I uh, bet. Donuts, drugs, booze, and guns. Yes. What? What governments are offering people to take COVID-19 vaccines? Oh, wait. No way. This is from BJ. I mean, BMJ.com. Oh, I was Sorry. like, I don't, I don't know. I've been to BJ.com. And it's not very so, newsworthy. Um, yeah. Um, anyways, the state of New Jersey is offering what's called a shot in a beer campaign where if you get the COVID-19 vaccine, you get a free shot and a beer. Um, in a crazier scenario, non-booze related, in Ohio, if you get the vaccine, you get a chance to win a million dollars. Oh, a money nice. truck, baby. Is that better odds than the normal lottery? Probably. probably. It probably is, yeah. I mean, you got to think, a lot, a lot of people have been vaccinated in each state. So... Pat, do I have to live in Ohio to do that? Can I just like go on vacation to like, you know, Cincinnati? No, you have to. You have to be a citizen. Oh shit! There, I, there's probably some cheap property there, right? You're already vaccinated. Why would you? Want <laughs> I'll to get a second vax. What do I care? Yeah, you get the double down. Yeah, I'll double down. You know, it's so weird because like there's stores like Walgreens and like CVS where I walk in and. I don't have to wear a mask, but I had to go on the bus today, and I wasn't wearing one, and I was told I had to put it on before I really? enter. So. You're like, you don't know me? Biden fixed this, dude. You said it's done. Yeah. So I trust Joe Biden. Pat, was there one with a gun as well in West Virginia or something? Um, something West Virginia. About, <laughs> no, there was something to do about... Um, Cash, donuts, fishing, and hunting licenses, entry to museums, zoos. Uh, it doesn't say which state this is. That's fine. But, but there's prizes like that. Somewhere. I feel I feel bummed out that I got the vaccine and didn't get any prizes. Like, this kind of feels like bullshit now. Like, I kind of want to be thrown in some sort of drawing. Even if it's, like, for something stupid. I don't care. You got your health shirt. Yeah, come on. Not worth it. Not worth That's it. That's why I'm waiting. Not worth because it. Because I'm I'm waiting until like Joe Biden's like I know there's 20 of you out there yeah. unvaccinated and I'm coming. I'm coming for you and then I can start making demands. Oh, there you go. 
That's a good idea. I'm like, I want a boat and a helicopter and 10 million cash. <laughs> yes. You're, you're doing your ransom. me, I'm done. You, you're, yeah. like, you're like a guy in a bank ransom making demands? Yeah, because, I mean, you know, my body, my choice. I He's not sticking no needle in me, Joe Biden. Yeah. Listen to this woman, well, this woman over here, my body, my choice. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a joke because, like, crazy Trump people say like my body my choice about the vaccine and it's like uh that's a different (laughs) that's different (laughs) usually used for a different purpose yeah 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 that's like opposite of what trumpers would think for that actual situation exactly yeah yeah um so trump he was a he was at the uh go ahead jared i'll talk oh you know you can finish it up no um Huge UFC fight last uh, weekend. Trump was there. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, he made his, like, big public appearance, which was kind of strange that it would be there. The the people from It's Always Sunny were also there. Yeah, I saw that. Mac and Dennis and D. Did you watch it, Jared? I actually watched the... I watched the... um, Just the last fight, which was only, obviously, like, five minutes long. And I watched it, like, there's probably six of us huddled around a cell phone and somehow the cell phone got a perfect like we had an uninterrupted view that was perfectly clear like hd quality hd quality stream no interruptions watch <laughs> the whole last fight Damn. so yes i saw it that's impressive it was impressive. It was a wild night yeah yeah that was well, uh i watched a video of uh kind of spoiler alert conor mcgregor's leg uh like you know i'm an italian guy so it's like when i got the spaghetti and i gotta crack it in half of the pot to make the spaghetti fit in the pot better Mama mia. that's what his leg did steed people get i've seen people try to do that on different cooking shows the the like professional chefs get really pissed off when people break the pasta to make it fit better okay so here's the thing i don't give a fuck <laughs> What, what what's your fucking problem, professional chef? You know My pasta. I don't have a big ass pot, you bitch. They're just saying that Who like are these chefs. What what's the problem with it? What is their deal where the pasta, the fucking hard ass pasta, is what? So tell me. Their thought is that after like thirty seconds, the the part that's in the water is going to get soft, and then the whole thing's going to be in the water eventually, and it's not going to cook that much differently. My thought is though, I actually typically don't break the pasta, but I also don't need it like super long every time either. That's mainly the reason I yeah. do it because when I'm eating the pasta, what so, am I going to eat a fucking six foot long a piece of linguine <laughs> out here? Yeah, no, it is. There's definitely times the pasta is too long. What, yeah. So okay. I can cut my pasta? I don't even cook, but I could totally relate to what you guys are saying. Sometimes, like, when you're eating, like, spaghetti, for example, like, the noodles are just so long. It's like, how do I fucking put this thing down my throat? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you got to either cut it or do something about it. And they're just saying, oh, it's going to cook evenly. Well, great. Well, it's smaller now, and it cooked the same. Fuck you, elitist dickhead chef. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's true i'm very sorry so pat what do you do for food most of the time if you don't cook um there's this brand called the bauer yeah it's um oh like yeah a, 
it's like a microwave meal, but it's like heavy in protein and they got multiple different flavors. I do cook sometimes. I, I but it's very basic, Jared. Like I, which is funny because in college I worked at a food court. Yes. And had to literally cook. Like I worked at a grill. Like I would grill chicken. Yeah. I would grill burgers. Um, I used to make burritos. Yeah. Um, but when I'm at home, like I live alone, I don't have a dishwasher. I don't want to do all that work. Gotcha. So, it's, um, it's more of a thing of just like the like, time and stuff like, like that. Like the biggest yeah. thing I'll do, like if I ever meal prep is. I'll bake some chicken and then I'll like cut up a couple onions, get some olives and like, I'll just eat like chicken balsamic salads like all yeah. week. Like I could have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It yeah. doesn't bother me. Yeah. But there's weeks where I just have those microwave dinners and that's cool with me too. Yeah. I actually looked into um, like a company like Freshly. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of I'm them. I'm familiar. Yeah. Um, but it's... It's like meal prepped. Uh, it's delivered to your house. It's expensive as. That's fuck, the thing so with them. They so a lot of those companies, they they end up starting like they end up not doing well, because a lot of people sign up for the promotional terms, where it's like cheap to do it at first, and then in the long term they're really expensive. So over a month, yeah. And then the other thing that I really like is a, a store by me sells like these Korean dumplings. Yeah. Um, it's really cheap. I mean, when you think about it, like if you made it yourself, it'd be a lot cheaper. But yeah. you put it in the microwave for a minute and 45 seconds and you got a meal. And yeah. It tastes good. So I got you. So your, your rationale for like, because you, you have you have ability to cook. I've seen, you know, as you said, you've done in the past. I'm just always curious to people because I like, you know, one of the, I like doing it though. I, I cook, you know, like every night, but I enjoy doing it. Um, well, and then one more thing, like when I used to go to the office every day, we had a Jewel Osco from us um, about three blocks away. Yeah. So I would go there before work and get food. I would go there during lunch and get food. Yeah. And then if there wasn't a White Sox game, which we get, you know, we get fed at those games. Um, if there wasn't yes. a game, I would go there before I go home and eat like fresh food. And gotcha. Yeah, because you always have the pre-cooked stuff. Yeah. That makes sense, Pat. <clears throat> I see. I see. Okay. Well, thank you for explaining that. Um, I was at, so the reason I was watching a, was that, was that all the things you were saying, Pat, or did I cut you off somewhere? No, that's it. Okay. Um, I, so the reason I was watching the McGregor fight on a small cell phone was that I was at a bachelor party this past weekend in Lake Geneva. So it was a, it's actually, you know what? I've been to Lake Geneva a few times. That is a very fun place to go party. It is. Is it really? It is. I, I Lake Geneva is kind of like the high end, uh, you know, lake destination for people in the Chicago area or Milwaukee area. It's you know, it's so Jared. What um, our family used to do is whenever anybody turned twenty one, like yeah. the following couple weekends, whenever anybody was available, uh, the aunts and uncles would take us up there for a night. Nice. We'd like go hit hit all the bars. Cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. That yeah. So we actually didn't go to any bars. Um, <laughs> what? I, yeah. So we uh, just. So this was the first. This is my buddy Dave, and he. What did you do? Did you go shopping? No, no. I'll get to all this. So this is actually his first bachelor party. He's gonna have another one in Myrtle Beach in like three months or two months, and uh, this was just kind of like the one so that like some of the dads and 
brother-in-laws and things like that could go. Um, and then just, you got roped into the dad brother-in-law. Crowd. Oh, so this was this was mostly a golf. Lame. One. No, I got I I got asked and I wanted to go. I had a very good time. Uh, this was mostly a golfing trip. So we'd went to like two fancy courses, uh, one on Saturday, okay. one on okay. Sunday morning. Um, and we rented a, you know, Airbnb right on the lake. Uh, this is actually Lake Delavan, which is right next to Lake okay, Geneva. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. That's, that's not Lake Geneva. That's like claiming you're from. Lake, lake Delavan no. is a 10-minute drive from Lake Geneva. Hey, Hey, Jared. Yeah. So you went to Lake Delavan for a bachelor party. Let me let me say this. Where we where we golfed, where we golfed was on Lake Geneva. The Geneva National was the, one of the courses we played at. So it's no, it was on it was at Lake Geneva where the courses were. What what It's like being from New Jersey and saying you live in New York. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Jay, what what lake was your Airbnb on? Say just say that. One lake Delavan. Oh. Okay. okay, sorry. Okay, Good. yeah, you're right. Continue. If I would have said Lake Delvin, everybody would know what I was talking about. Everyone Perfect. would. That's a good lake. We fish there because it's way less crowded and busy than Lake Geneva. Yeah, well, that is true. So, but we had a, uh, so one of the things that was funny is this was, it was a newer Airbnb because uh, I think it was like a recently had been posted and it said it slept eight. When you say it sleeps eight, what do you assume, you know, what would you assume the sleeping accommodations would be like? From an Airbnb? Yeah. Uh, coming from a dude who went to Airbnb with 17 dudes. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that was a two-bedroom with two beds. Uh, it, I was going to say I was going to say two-bedroom, two beds. Actually, three bedrooms. One bedroom has bunk beds in it. And then couches. Good luck. This was two bedrooms. Each bedroom had one bed in it and then two pull-out sofas. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so it was uh it was like a it was a pretty small place that was pretty uh you know dated, but it was at a cool location. It was perfect for kind of what we needed. But um I slept on a, a pull-out sofa, which I had not done in a while. And I remembered <laughs> Favorite part about the bullet sofa is you can only make the cush- the uh, the sofa the mattress so thick because it needs to fold up back into the couch. Yeah. So you just wake up and you just have that bar just across your back. Uh, yep, <laughs> it's just the worst feeling of the world. You just wake up. It's like it's fairly comfortable. I think while I'm sleeping on it, like I never notice it, and then both mornings just wake up and just like you can just feel it's just red right across my back where they just have this so bar going across. The old ones suck. But the new ones, like, you get a new, it's like a new air mattress. They're just good. Well, like your fancy air mattress that you have. Yes. I actually have seen one of the new designs in a pull-out sofa is they have a part that you pulls out and then you actually fill up an air mattress on top of the pull-out. Oh, I mean, the technology, the technology is there. wild that we're dealing with. Yes. I, I did want to talk before we go too far. I wanted to talk about... Uh, Brendan Fraser here. We haven't talked about him in a while. Oh, shit. So, <clears throat> Brendan Fraser, people, here's one thing that people might have seen. is uh, There's pictures that came out a couple weeks ago about Brendan, Brendan Fraser at Tribeca Film Festival. He was looking a little thick. Uh, Give him a break. People were shocked. But people have to remember, he's actually preparing for a role as a 500-pound man in an upcoming movie. So, 
<laughs> people should not be shocked. Is by he actually going to get there? He might actually get there. I it's uh if you look at these pictures you might be a little surprised as and people are making a lot of comments about his appearance but again preparing I for think, a role I think I saw that like that's probably like a fun role to do because like you get to eat whatever you want but at the same time that's gonna be horrible for yeah I'm assuming yourself. I'm assuming the goal is just to get big enough and then they put a still a fat suit on you or something like that yeah that's well it, it's hard to do the face though and he's yes. definitely got the face for it right now yeah uh. So, he might want to do what I did and cut my hair or cut his hair, because <laughs> that's not doing him any favors. I the, the hair uh, doesn't look great, but I, I still love man, Brendan. Oh man. It's like from the mummy to a five hundred pound man, dude. I'm looking at a picture of you know from last week, and then uh, shirtless picture of from Tarzan where he's just like George boiled up for some reason. Yeah, uh, man. Well, Jared, was, how come that's not the poster you have in your bedroom? The George of the Jungle one? Yeah. I, well, I thought that was too much, too aggressive, I think. I just it's, went with him at going to the uh, Indiana Jones. You throw Leslie Mann and then, like, the both of them in there, it's okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I can, I can <laughs> Maybe for my next place, Pat, I get one of those. <laughs> um, but Brendan, still love Brendan, but... Part of the, re- the reason he was in Tribeca while he was getting f- uh, photographed was he was in a movie called No Sudden Move, which I will be reviewing now in the Brendan Fraser movie review. About 20 years ago, back in the last century, I went to actor school, actually. That's back when I was allowed to work with animals. Really, when these experiences are always brought into everyone's home. Why do I smell a fish? Well, these are the uh, yum yum sweats. Uh-huh. She's doing with me. I look like a big old steak with legs. Yeah. From 2021, directed by Steven Soderbergh. Uh, oh. S- Steven Soderbergh, he directed a lot of movies you've heard of. Aaron Brockovich. Uh, Logan Lucky, if you saw that. Magic Mike, one of Pat's favorite movies. Um, he did... Okay, where, wait. <laughs> Ocean's 12. Why you gotta throw in a stupid-ass comment? Like he, did, that? Uh, he did all the Ocean's movies. He did Ocean's 11, good movie. Ocean's 12, horrible movie. Ocean's 13, wait, wait, good movie. You're just not gonna answer me? I get to move on, Pat. We're running out of time here. So, um... Yeah, he alright. Sure. <laughs> if your um, aunt had balls, she'd be your uncle. That makes no fucking sense. I saw Logan Lucky. Yeah. I'd like to comment on that. Sure, but what do you I say? don't think I finished it. I think I got like all the way to the end, but I never I like I had to do something and I never finished it. That's fine. So. I didn't I didn't see that, it, to be fair. But uh Steven Soderbergh has done some good movies for sure. He's done some ones that aren't as great, but uh, you know, I overall he's a good act good director. No sudden move just came out HBO Max, came out fairly recently. Here's here's the all star lineup that is in this movie. You ready for this? Here we go. Here we go. Don Cheadle. People know Don Cheadle. I don't even need to say what Boom. he's been in. I love Benicio Don Del Toro. Do you know him? Love Benicio Del Toro. Uh, David Harbour. He is from uh, Stranger Things. He's the older guy in Stranger Things. Uh, the pedophile guy? No, he's just like one of the... He's the I don't guy. watch... What? I don't, I don't watch <laughs> Stranger Things. Uh, John Hamm is in this. Uh, Julia Fox, who was in Uncut Gems, which 
uh, you guys did a good impersonation of when Jeff Goldblum was on the show. Oh, yeah. Noah Jupe. Uh, people know Noah Jupe. He played um, young Otis. He played young, basically, Shia LaBeouf in the movie Honey Boy, which is a good movie about Shia LaBeouf's life. Um, and then we've got Ray Liotta. Pat, you like Ray Liotta? Of course. Love Ray. And then uh, Kieran Culkin, uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother. He's in the show. What is he? He was in Igby Goes Down. Uh, which uh, Jeff Goldblum was in. So there's a little connection there, but he's also been in succession recently as Roman Roy. Uh, and so people, he's he's been good in that. Um, and then lastly, of course, Brendan Fraser. So uh, a pretty big cast. This is a pretty big you know group of people in a movie, especially one that's coming out, um, you know, when there's not a lot of movies coming out. So the story of this is basically a couple guys get hired by Brendan Fraser uh, to, to do some sort of robbery. And they don't know what the robbery is. They're robbing um, the house of David Harbour. And, you know, things kind of escalate from there. So Don Cheadle, uh, Benicio Del Toro, and Kieran Culkin are there to rob uh, David Harbour's house. That's what you know, basically. And then, uh, yeah, things kind of escalate from there. There, there's one thing I really hated about this movie, and they did this fisheye lens in a few of the shots where just like randomly the edges of the screen would be like um, warped, and I did not like that at all. I thought it was a bad choice. I mean, they're doing some sort of stylistic choice for you know for their own reasons, but I didn't think it worked very well. But yeah, Brendan Fraser's playing a bad guy, which he doesn't often play that role, but more of his recent roles he has than his early roles, um, but. The rest of the guys, it is, uh, again, all-star lineup. I will say the movie is maybe a little long. It could probably be a little shorter. It could probably be condensed a little bit because it goes, it's, it goes a little slow. But there is also not a lot of movies that, like, I don't know. There's just not a lot of movies coming out right now. There's still, you know, film films take a long time to make you know you get to make them you get to pre-production the uh, the regular production the post-production and then there's a long sometimes delay of when they want to release it things like that so there's just not a lot of new movies that are out right now this one is worth watching i think this is top tier i think it's kind of bottom of the top tier um it's not like a f- amazing movie but i think it's a good movie um i don't yeah i don't think it's bad uh but i so yeah. still say top tier and it's i would say worth watching just because there's not a lot of movies that are out right now and yeah so, Pat, you don't so, enjoy this review? I'm... What? You don't enjoy the review? No, there's uh, these bugs outside. I don't know what they're fucking <laughs> That's interesting, because in the past you've had a cricket app, a uh, cricket noise thing that you've played. No, I don't have cricket app. Or cricket noise. Oh, cricket, you know what? Cricket's I like have... a British game. What are you talking about? Okay, I have crickets yeah. for, the, uh, for the lizard. <laughs> Oh, that's what they're it was. Probably going for Steeds. Yeah, oh, they're actually care. all dead. I I have a box of twenty dead crickets in my apartment right now. Oh, I don't God. want to talk about that. I I will say um, there's there's one other person I forgot to mention in this. Bill Duke is also in this. Uh, Bill Duke, I I met Bill Duke one time. Bill Duke is uh, people recognize him from Predator. He was Mac in Predator. Oh, uh, yeah. but you def- it's a guy you definitely recognize. Um, but I've met him before. I worked on a very bad uh, TV show uh, with him, and 
so I have that's my connection to Brendan Fraser. Basically, I'm one step removed from Brendan Fraser now. You are. I met Bill. So, I met Bill Duke. I spent some time with him. Couple couple weeks he was in. Uh, I met him, and then he met Brendan Fraser. So there we go. So Jay, I looked at some of the reviews for this movie, and you are mixed reviews. We are pretty spot on with yours, according to the masses. Yeah. There is one thing I want to bring up that you did not bring up. Okay. So apparently the movie opens in 1954. Yes. Uh, there's a walkthrough of a General Motors building, and it shows a Corvette on display. Yeah. Well, Tony Guarosquillo, he says that this is not the original 1954 model. The car in the film is a later model, and it's pretty dumb for a movie based on the car, in quotations, industry. Yeah, to get that Period wrong. background. So, so well, does that lower the rating? The, my thought, my thought is, I, I notice, I notice the Corvette. Uh, there's a scene where you see the Corvette, and I wasn't sure. I don't know enough. I knew that it was a '50s Corvette. I could tell by style, but I didn't know if it was like a '54 yeah, or a '56. It's probably like a '56. Yeah, and it's set in '54. But here's so, here's I mean, my thing. Uh, cars have different variations that come out, and and the version that goes to the consumer might have been the model that was that they had made two years ago you know like they might have like think about uh when you go to a car show all the ones that are the um, concept concept cars thank you premium concept concept okay. cars is, a, is that's the word so to me that could be like a that was a 56 concept car that they were gonna that they could make oh. two years from now that's that's the way i looked at it it didn't ruin the movie for me okay well i gave him a thumbs down on his comment okay then. good um the other thing i did notice everyone loved brandon fraser Yes. <laughs> they said uh, that one Benito del Toro, he phoned it in, but there's a lot of comments saying, hell yeah, Brendan Fraser. Yes. I didn't think he phoned it in. I actually think the acting's pretty good in this. Um, the guy that wrote this also, he's done some good movies that he wrote. Um, he wrote uh, Charlie's Angels from 2000. Was it the chat? He wrote Men in Black. He wrote the Bill and Ted's. Oh. He wrote the Bill and Ted movies. Oh, nice. Yeah. So the guy's written some good things. I would well say done. top tier. The woman I love is living with a little monkey that looks like me. New episodes every Thursday. Rate the show on the podcast app and share the episodes with a friend. Email the show at chubstep.podcast at gmail.com and we'll read your emails. We'll wrap it up there. Pat, what is your way that you liked ending the show? Um. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.